Soil nutrient analysis is an important step in 4R nutrient management. Warren Ward is an agronomy specialist with the Canola Council of Canada. Soil testing is an important practice uh, any year in my mind, but on a year like this where we've come off of some pretty significant production challenges and yields weren't uh, definitely what most people would have hoped for or expected, now that leaves us with the challenge of what's left in the soil for, uh, for nutrient levels, and the best way of determining that is through soil sampling. If we think about soil sampling, it's really one of the, one of the building blocks or one of the starting points I like to think of, of for our nutrient management. And again, just the, you know, we throw that word for our out there quite a bit, but this is a reminder. So that's using the right source of fertilizer at the right rate, at the right time, and in the right place. So really, when we're looking at soil testing, we're focusing in on the right rate because we want to know how much is in that soil so that we can combine that with our yield goals. And then we know what the difference is that we'll need to make up for with, uh, with fertilizer applications. Any tips for, uh, for those who are doing the soil tests? Yeah, you know, there's, there's uh, different ways or different practices that you can use for soil testing. So depending what you want to get out of it, there's, you know, the, you know, the, the traditional composite field sample where you, where you take uh, kind of the average production of the field or the average areas, so we're not, uh, you know, not, not in those low spots, not in the, not in the hilltops, but just in the average area, and we do a composite sample out of those areas and, uh, and get kind of a, an average estimate over that field. The other, you know, if we wanted to look at a little bit more in-depth soil testing, that would be where we break it into zones or production zones within the field and looking at, you know, different areas that are going to have a higher yield uh, potential versus lower yield potential and I typically would be working with with an agronomist who would be um, helping with those variable rate decisions if, if you're doing that. But again, so you're you're doing a few more samples, but each zone would be specific, or you could think of each zone almost as a, as an individual field. Then there's other other methods as well, such as benchmark, where you're just kind of trying to track things based on a on a relative area. Um, but you know, with with soil sampling itself, I, I would encourage most farmers to to work with an agronomist on that. And uh, the reason is they, they're set up to do it, and, and they know what they're doing, and, and they are going to do a good job of it. But, uh, you know, I would uh, look at a couple other things. So um, the closer we can go to freeze up, the better, because as the soil cools down, the biological activity in the soil slows down as well, and we start seeing those nutrient levels start to become more stable. So the, the later we go or the closer to freeze up, the more accurate assessment we'll have of what those nutrient levels will be in the spring at seeding. And second of all, you know, I would I would look at uh, soil testing depth as well. There's, um, you know, in the past, there's in the zero to twelve inch, uh, you know, just do one sample there. But a little bit more detail would be the two feet two depth, and go a little bit first. So if we split that into zero to six, and then a six to twenty four inches, and what I personally like uh, and as kind of the best option would be to break it into three samples actually. So we'd have a zero to six profile. A six to twelve inch profile and a twelve inch to twenty four inch profile, and and so you submit uh, basically three samples for that field or zone, but it gives you uh, a much better picture of what's happening in there with with regards to certain nutrients. And uh, finally, Warren, um, talk a little bit about uh, the canola industry's goal as it relates to to for our practices. Yeah, so at the canola uh, within the canola industry, we have a goal of um, of having. 90% of canola acres utilizing four-hour practices. And so we've got a, a little ways to go with that. And, and I think one of the one of the steps that's going to help us get there is just in 
our soil testing, which is going to help us uh, make sure we're hitting the right rate. You know, without soil testing, we're not, um, you know, we're just guessing with how much is in the soil, how much we need to add to hit that yield target that we have. So, so it really is an important step of achieving those 90% of, of uh, acres having 4R practices on them. And the other thing I would just like to point out, too, with 4R practices is that it, um, it's kind of a, it's a very flexible plan that, that a producer can have, which really, you know, you can have a plan A, but after a year like this, and there may be some hesitation going into next year in terms of what are the conditions going to be, you have some options within, within that plan to, to manage the challenges that, that are thrown at you. So it, it really is kind of a resilient plan to, to help you be as productive and efficient with your, with your input expenditures on, on farms. That was Warren Ward with the Canola Council of Canada talking to us today about fall fertilizer and soil testing. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.